0: How many of these blue-chip Miami Hurricanes true freshmen are we actually going to see contributing on the field year one? You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to AllHurricanes.com, and thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. When we're talking about these young players and a handful of these guys have been standing out so far in spring practice, there's also a handful who have not arrived yet, like those running backs we're all excited about. Mark Fletcher and Chris Johnson are not on campus yet, but we're seeing certain players incoming early enrollee true freshmen getting some major reps and in some case starters reps in practice. There's nobody better to break these guys down with than someone who covered all of these players in high
1: school. Larry Bluestein, the man, the myth, the legend, joins us. Our boy Blue, how are you? Doing great, Alex. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, Obviously, a really busy time uh, because of spring football in college, and then they get that going, and then before you know it, uh, it's going to be time for the high schools to do their thing. And the great thing too is uh, schools like Miami are setting the table for the future. They're going. A lot of these caravans are going. you know, to different schools around the country during the spring. And they're getting a chance to see uh, these schools, you know, the college coaches that come to visit them, they're actually seeing them getting a chance to see them do their thing. And at the same time, looking at the depth chart and looking at what each school has. So it's a, it's a pretty good time. And uh, certainly setting the table for the future. Definitely.
0: Blue is always busy. We know that. (laughs) Um, So blue, i wanted to start off with, Probably, I would say, the early enrollee freshman who's been the most impressive so far. Not too surprising. Francis Maui Goa. Blue chip, five-star offensive tackle out of IMG Academy. So last Thursday, which is the most recent day of spring practice, Blue, he was getting starters reps at right tackle. Now, I don't read too much into that this time of year because Mario likes to rotate his linemen a lot. And it's only spring practice. And, you know, we're not sure the injury status of Zion Nelson, who's not partaking in spring. (coughs) We'll see if he's ready full go in the fall. But at the same time, Blue would not surprise me whatsoever if Maui Goa is and actually let me try to pronounce his name correctly. I've been corrected on this twice. Mauingoa, I think is how you say his name correctly. Oh, Mauingoa? Mauingoa. That, that that's what so one Hawaiian guy told me it's Maui Noah, another Hawaiian guy told me it's Mauingoa. So I'm just you know whatever, uh it would not shock me if he's a week one starter next September or at least a contributor. What do you think uh Francis Mauingoa can do in the near future at Miami?
1: Well, you now you know why there is so much emphasis to get him. I mean, there was a lot of people that said, hey, listen, this kid has an opportunity to be really, really special. Last time Miami had a player like this was Chantrell Henderson, who is the number one player in the country, uh, you know, much like uh, Francis is and uh, or was in a lot of uh, uh, rankings. Um, Big, strong kid, athletic, uh, you know, way beyond his years from a technical standpoint, which is basically everything. And um, that's the reason why he's getting a lot of looks. And plus Miami's kind of thin at the offensive line position from that standpoint, but uh, no, it wouldn't be a big surprise. I think that, you know, he came in for a reason. I mean, we know, I mean, the heart of hearts, he's going to be here for three years, uh, you know, and that's it. I mean, and then he's going to be in the NFL. So Miami's kind of getting a jump start on him, probably paying more attention to him than they normally would. And, um, and we've seen him. I mean, the, the kid, and I said this all along, and that's why I had him as my uh, number two player behind Brandon Innes in the state of Florida, because of the fact that this is a kid that dominates and yeah, everybody can pick it, you know, this guy and that guy. Oh, when he played Ruben Bain, he got eaten up. No, he didn't. If you look no. back at the, they only went to get uh, against each other a few times. And right. uh, you know, one time someone hit him from behind and, and everyone credited Bain for, for knocking him over. Uh, but the kid could play. And I mean, and as soon as he got on, got on campus, I mean, you have guys like, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, Coach Mirabal. And he's been around some darn pretty darn good offensive linemen. And he's the one who started heaping the praise. And he goes, wait a minute. This guy's got feet. He's got unbelievable technique for a kid that age. And and that's the thing. You could come in as the best uh, football talent in the world. But if you don't, if you're not technically sound, then you really, you know, you're. And that's been the reason Miami's gotten all these stars, and everybody goes, well, how come they don't develop as well? Because they they're not technically sound. But uh, that's not the case here, and I think he's gonna, yeah, he's a win-win. He was a win-win as soon as they signed him.
0: Yeah, on yesterday's episode, we talked a lot about the defensive line and the lack of depth at defensive tackle. One name I didn't bring up, uh, who is an incoming true freshman, Joshua Horton out of Langston Hughes High School in Georgia. And, you know, I know Miami has gotten some kind of undersized guys in the transfer portal because Branson Dean, he's tall, but he's a little lighter. Thomas Gore is shorter and lighter. But Joshua Horton, blue, he looks to me like he's going to end up being, you know, an over 300 pound guy by the time the season rolls around. Do you think he could be someone that might be ready to contribute the first year or could that one take more time?
1: Well, he's going to, oh, no, he'll definitely be in the mix. I mean, you know, he'll be, especially cause Miami's searching. I mean, you look at any school defensive tackles, definitely a position that, you know, you look at the Clemsons and the Alabamas and everyone goes, well, how can that guy leave? And then they have a guy just like him behind. And that's how you become successful. You don't miss a beat. George is doing that now. Uh, Joe Salave went after this guy from the beginning, loved him, uh, you know, a 6'4 kid, like 285, 290, as you mentioned, has an opportunity to do some really, really good things. I mean, everybody, you know, was recruiting him when you look back at the beginning. And then um, Miami coming, beating out Auburn, which is a, a huge for. <clears throat> for miami especially him coming in from that region North Carolina jumped in him in on him but big quick strong guy and then uh, you know he gets it um he's going to be a guy that you know he it's it's always said this there's gonna be those summer days in practice and uh you know when when in, in middle early august when all of a sudden somebody like uh, you know like him is is dominating and then the coaching staff go well you know what Let's elevate him. This kid's making plays, and I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, he's really, and and we haven't talked about him obviously because we there's a lot of people who haven't watched him, and he's not a local guy, and he's a Georgia guy. Where Miami's really making some inroads. Yeah, no doubt.
0: Uh, So there's a handful of other players I want to talk about with Larry Bluestein who can make an impact their first year. I got to talk about Bain and Wayne on the defensive line. (laughs) Have to talk about Ray-Ray Joseph and Robbie Washington. And Miami gets preferred walk-on commits from a couple of Idaho boys. I got to give out a welcome to the U when we come back. So we have so much coming up. Keep it locked right here. Alex Dono and Larry Bluestein on Locked on Canes. Folks, I hope you're keeping it locked to FanDuel. We're past the midway point of the NBA season. We got the basketball tournament coming up in college. Our Miami Hurricanes play on Friday. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So you have nothing to lose with that first bet. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Our Miami Hurricanes are two-and-a-half-point favorites against Drake on Friday+. Plus. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance and a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Alex Dano alongside Larry Bluestein, So Blue, Reuben Bain and Jaden Wayne, both looking really good so far in spring practices. And Mario Cristobal said that, Reuben Bain is weighing around 270, uh, and yet he's still got those quick feet and that crazy motor. I mean, this guy is, again, I don't know why he was only a four-star when he should have been a five-star. This dude's a monster, and Jaden Wayne also looks like he's got the body of like a 21, 22-year-old, not an 18-year-old. Do you think we're going to see these guys heavily feature in that edge rushing rotation year
1: one? No doubt. Uh, and, and here's the thing too, Alex, you take, let, let's look at Jaden Wayne. First of all, uh, he got demoted to a four star when he committed to Miami. Yeah. And I, and I thought, I thought that was like, it's anti Miami, uh, cent, sentiment. And then, and, and, and what are you going to do? I mean, you, know, you can't fight it. I watched him, and I was so amazed. The kid's got long arms. He beats you right off the ball real quick. He's quick. Um, you know he's a player, and and I watched him play like from nine feet away from me, and I said, you know what? How can anybody think that this kid's not one of the best in the country? He is. He is. He's like uh, like Francis Maungoa. Uh He's one of the defining players in 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 the class. Reuben Bain's another guy. I mean, every always short. He's this. He's that. You know, the guy had like seventy sacks in his career at Miami Central. Uh, playing the top-line uh, football, you know, in the state of Florida, and plus nationally, just, you know, it's really tough. You know, I mean, when you had a guy come in uh, like Leonard Taylor a few years ago, uh, Leonard was physically an amazing football player, but he didn't have the football background and savvy that Bain does. And that's the one thing Bain brings to the table. And as you mentioned, he's into the 270s now. He's a load. He's fast. He's strong. But the main thing is, is he's a football player. And that pretty much trumps anything you want to throw at me. Uh, you know, you say, oh, well, he's this. And he's, no, he's a football player and he, he's smart. He, you know, he knows how to, you know, put, position himself. Uh, he's good. And obviously the thing that's going to make him better is going against the Miami offensive line. And you had mentioned uh, with somebody like Francis Manwangoa, who had has looked really, really good. Now, nah, both of them are going to be in the mix. Both of them are going to have an opportunity uh, to do some good things because this is unlike some of the other staffs that Miami's had, where they go, well, you don't want to use a freshman. Miami's not like that. No. If, if they're better than the people in front of them, they're on They're on there, they're in the rotation, and uh, that's important. Now, um, what about at receiver? Uh, A couple of slot guys that come in,
0: Robbie Washington and Ray-Ray Joseph. So can you, and they're they're both doing pretty well in spring practice so far. Can you see these guys where Miami is pretty deep at slot receiver? Can you see these guys getting on the field? And also, what about special teams? Because Ray-Ray, especially to me, he could feature as a punt or a kick returner, Blue.
1: Yeah, well, I think that Washington actually would figure in that role. Okay. Because, you know, as a kick returner, he's shown what he could do in the past. To me, Ray Ray is something that Miami's never had. You know, I mean, and if they've had it, it's been a long time. Like a Kevin Smith type of guy. This is somebody who in space is crazy. I mean, he will, he zooms to the outside fast. He'll blow away a linebacker or safety. Um uh, no, he's a difference maker. I mean, he's going to see, you know, and and I know that Brashard Smith and and, and uh, Xavier Restrepo and yeah, I mean they're they're seniors and sophomores, so they're going are juniors and sophomores, so they're going to get, uh, you know, a, a lot of the playing time. But you're going to see Ray Ray because you can't keep the Lamborghini a Lamborghini in the garage. You just can't. You got to take them out. You got to ride them around a little bit. But even last year, and I, I keep repeating this story, when uh, when we were up at that spring um, uh, kickoff classic up in Palm Beach County, everybody was and and here he was and at the time Ray Ray was committed to Clemson. Right. Um, here you had Coach Gaddis and myself were sitting there and watching, and he got a ball the like early in the quarter, and he got that. I think probably in the middle of the pack and he raced to the outside so fast. You're saying, wow, those other guys are are pretty quick and they're standing still. No, he's a difference maker. I think he gets on the field as a, you know, as a situational player faster than Washington because Washington's going to lend a lot to the kick return. I mean, he's going to give you the ball at the 40 or 45 or take one back. You know, I mean, the, the you know, having other guys back there and, uh, you know, having Burchard or having Xavier back there are good. But I don't they don't have that crazy athleticism and burst of speed that he does. And uh, yeah, both of them are going to make make a uh, huge impacts in, in year one somewhere.
0: Now, an- another one I've got to ask you about, because I admittedly I underrated him coming out of high school, uh, but he's been one of the top performers in spring practice so far for the young guys. And that's Caleb Spencer blue, the three-star safety out of Virginia was an Oklahoma commit who flipped to Miami back in October. And he, he looks like, looks again, I I know I've said this about a couple of different players, but he looks a little bit older than he really is. He, he looks built more like a 20, 21 year old and, you know, pads just came on, but he looks physical out there blue. Uh, Are you expecting Caleb Spencer maybe to be a diamond in the rough?
1: Well, I saw him in game one last year when they were down here playing Stranahan High School and Akeem Spence, uh, uh, the Akeem Williams kid. And, you know, some of those. And I said to myself, what? This kid safety linebacker. That's what he looked like. I mean, he he hit you like a linebacker, but he's agile enough and his hips were loose enough to be dropping the coverage. And uh, yeah, he's a big time guy. And, you know, he may be this class's version of Cam Kitchens. And, you know, because of his athleticism. uh, And that's what I said about Cam. And, uh, you know, a lot of people... Or bringing that back up to me and said, "Oh, I remember when Cam and Williams came, and you said that Cam would be the better player off the bat." Well, the only reason why is because of the fact that uh, the way he plays the game. Yeah, uh, Williams six five, and he's got this and that. But the one thing about Cam is Cam learned to play safety, playing to learn to play corner. Well, Caleb's the same way. Mm-hmm. Caleb is, a, you know, he was asked to do a lot for his school, uh, you know, and his team coming up, and um, now he's. He was, believe me, when he flipped, there was a lot of high fives going on in Coral Gables. Now,
0: uh, I got to talk about a couple of uh, the newest Miami Hurricanes, preferred walk-ons committed, coming in in this class, 2023. Because I know that if there's anybody outside of Boise who actually knows something about Idaho football, we're looking at him. Larry Bluestein. he follows high school football all over the country. So the Hurricanes get brothers out of Kellogg, Idaho from Kellogg, Idaho to Coral Gables, Florida. Welcome to the you <laughs> Colby. <laughs> no doubt. Colby and Ripley Luna. Now Colby Luna seems to be uh, you know, I don't want to disrespect Ripley, but Colby <laughs> seems to be the headliner out of the two blue. And again, playing high school football in Kellogg, Idaho. I imagine that's probably not as competitive as the South Florida circuit or Texas or California or Louisiana, but uh, I watched as much of his uh, Colby's highlights as I possibly could going up against those uh, potato farmers in Idaho. And this young man, like he looked like a man amongst boys out there Uh, And his stats as a senior in high school are just insane. Uh, He's Idaho's all time receiving leader. Seventeen hundred fifty-three receiving yards last season. Scored twenty-one touchdowns. He supposedly runs a four-four 40 You know, I don't, I don't know who timed that, but that's ri- very, very fast. If true, Lou. Um, so it looks like this guy, despite his walk-on status, it looks like Colby Luna can play. What can you tell me about Colby? And do you know anything about Ripley, yeah. who appears to be uh, a quarterback
1: safety athlete type? Well, I watched them both on film, and obviously, uh, you know, Deer Park and Frenchtown French town and uh, Banners Grove and, and Moscow aren't, you know, central and they're not uh, some of the <laughs> powers of, of the nation. But these two cats can go. I mean, especially when you take a look at Kobe Luna, uh, you know, a kid's like, what, 6'3, 200 pounds, a uh, big body wide receiver. And yeah, the competition wasn't what it was, but you could see. You know, and I've been to a lot of camps and combines throughout the years where you could just tell, you know, can this guy get it done against some of the other guys who they're recruiting? And he can. They just, uh, you know, and and the same thing about Ripley. Ripley's the type of guy, he throws the ball pretty well, but I think he's more of an athlete as well. I think he probably fits into the secondary as a safety, or even if they've, you know, you could try him at wide receiver. Yeah, they're both really, really good. I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, you could – say oh well they come from this school or that school but that doesn't mean anything the great yeah. derwin jones came out of miami northwest christian you know so i mean and and you take a look at schools like that and you know i mean it, it doesn't matter where you come from I man if you really scout players and you watch them you, you take into consideration the competition that they're playing and then you watch what they bring to the table and both of them are going to be i think people are going to really be pleasantly surprised at what these guys do i mean they've got the quick They got the strength. They got the football savvy. And I think that they come here and yeah, that'll take them a while to adjust to the speed, excuse me, the speed of the game that, you know, we have in in this area or what they'll even play as far as competition. But once they do, I'm telling you, I like them both. And I think they could be at a number, you know, they're versatile enough. And, yeah, they played it for, you know, for their high school where they were playing a bunch of different positions. But I think that's really helped them adjust. And when they get on campus, Miami's going to look at them and say, well, let's try him here. Let's try him there. And uh, but these are guys that that are interchangeable which you don't have a lot of those kids, you know, on the team right now. And yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them. And I, I can honestly say these are the first players Miami's ever had from Idaho because, you know, and I've been following this from a long time and I know that Miami's had uh, kids from the state of Washington and they've had Oregon in the past, but, you know, I mean, they were after a kid from Bora High School in Boise back in 1985, and and they lost out to Washington State. Only you would remember that. Yeah, well, but I'm just <laughs> saying, that's the only time. And Idaho doesn't, you know, a Bishop Kelly, which is a really good program. And they have got a few programs because you look at Boise State and they've yeah, a long true. won, you know, I mean, and, and and they feed a lot of those programs. And University of Idaho and Idaho State are always in the mix, too, but Those are different players. But if you look at their roster, just like North Dakota State, who's done well. A lot of kids come from California. Uh, You know, now North Dakota State is relying on a lot of Florida players. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what these guys bring to the table. Miami would not raise scholarships, and they would not waste a energy if they didn't think they could play and you've got some really good talent evaluators on staff who feel the same way i do about it uh you know watching them perform you know as football players and not the competition that they're going against
0: so we've got uh, some 2024 recruits who are hot on miami some of them are scheduling official visits i'd like to ask blue about like quarterback luke moga athlete king joseph edwards Uh, Four-star linebacker Dylan Williams out of Long Beach and four-star edge out of Columbus, Dylan Stevenson. You know, you you hope uh, Miami can start getting more of these Columbus guys again. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Make sure for your second listen, you grab your bracket and go listen to the Locked On College Basketball Bracket Breakdown with national analysts and insights from our local experts. The Locked On College Basketball Bracket has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. The great Larry Bluestein from 560 WQAM in Miami joins me here on Locked On Canes. So, Blue, Uh, quarterback Luke Moga, who's one of the uh, one of several quarterbacks Miami is looking at in the class of 2024. Uh, He has scheduled a visit for March 25th. He's coming back down to Miami. Uh, He's a three star, but he seems to be an ascending type of three star. What can you tell me about Moga?
1: Yeah, I had an opportunity to watch a little bit on him on him. You know, as soon as our friend Gabby Rudia was talking about him, I said, "Well, let me check him out." Uh kid from Sunny Slope, Arizona. You don't hear much much about kids uh from that area, but and he'll be an early enrollee uh too uh, for the 2024 class. So that that's a really really good thing. Too. He's, you know, he's 62. Uh, about 205 200 makes a lot of great throws strong arm a little bit elusive not a, a burner but he but he does extend plays a little bit um Certainly what Miami's looking in, uh, you know, especially, you know, with uh, Tyler Van Dyke moving on after this year and them having a couple of quarterbacks, although we hearing some really, really good things about a few of the quarterbacks this spring, but yeah, yeah, I'd like to see Luke uh, has an opportunity and you know that they're going to, uh, they're going to watch him now. And Miami has become a national recruiting destination. Uh, You know, like, Under some of the other staffs, not so much. You had the Northeast, but now because of the schools that uh, Mario Cristobal, you know, got close to uh, for so many years, uh, you know, being in Oregon, now those avenues are starting to open up. But I think that's great.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Um, So elsewhere, um, four-star linebacker Dylan Williams, who was on campus just last week for an unofficial. He had such a great time for his unofficial He's locked in an official visit. I think he's coming back in June blue. Uh, he went to the same high school or goes to the same high school, Polly, that Snoop Dogg went yeah. to. So it's, right. a, it's a pretty rich alumni base there and a good football program. Uh, Dylan Williams, uh, tell, tell me what you've seen on him. And, uh, you know, it seems like Miami's got some momentum
1: here. Linebacker, about six two and a half, almost six, three, uh, 220 pounds moves extremely well, very fast. I mean, a guy that caught the attention of Texas and USC real quick, uh, you know, in the game, Alabama also on him, uh, Arizona. I mean, yeah, you, you like a long beach poly. And then that's not only, not only Snoop dog, but that's been a hotbed. Mercedes Lewis who played years and years in the NFL. Um, yeah, it, this kid is the type of guy that, I mean, obviously it's uh, it's it's um, it's that brand of football that you look at Alabama, Alabama and you look at USC and UCLA. They attract kids like this, yeah. And this is a guy that you know. Remember, I mean, some of the top players uh, that of our time have come from the uh, from the Southern California area. So I I just think that a guy like him, uh, as you watch him on film just instinctive, um, gets the balls pretty quickly. Um, I like him. I, I like him a lot, but I mean, Miami's in a huge battle for him and there's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I mean, there's going to be, you know, the, I mean, he, he's coming from a, a, Long Beach poly program that goes back into the early 1900s that were, that were unbelievable. And, wow. uh, yeah. I'm uh I'm looking for I mean in, in it's a program that you know I mean it, that was baseball oriented I mean they they uh, like uh, uh, the Gwyns. Uh, And Chase Utley and people went there as well. You know, I mean, it, it, uh, and, and having Tony Gwynn, and Tony Gwynn was a three sport athlete out there. And obviously, as you mentioned, uh, you know, as Snoop Dogg, but I mean, you look back through the, through the years, uh, you know, some of the guys that they had there. And, 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 you know, as I mentioned, Mercedes Lewis, who was an outstanding, uh, you know, tight end, Willie McGinnis, uh, oh, one of the best. Yeah. So this is, this is like the Northwestern central of the West coast, you know, where they, yeah. where they post a lot of the kids. So I like him a lot. I really do.
0: What about another Dylan? This one, a lot closer to home Dylan Stevenson, four-star edge out of Columbus. You know, he, he admits that Miami is near the top of his list. You know, Alex Mirabal was recently there. Is another Columbus guy visiting with him. Uh, Dylan. See, it seems like, uh, blue you know after after you know at least for now missing out on tj capers we got to start hitting more of these columbus guys
1: yeah well uh, here's the thing here dylan came over from killian last year you know after two really solid years of uh of making an impact on the Although he's tall, he's on the light side. They'd like to get him into the 250, 245, 250 range somewhere in the next year or so. Um, Last year, I believe he played a 218, 220 most of the year. Uh, He benefits from having a Capers on there and having a few kids uh, that are really, really good. Long arms, um, quick off the ball. Uh, I've had an opportunity to watch him, uh, one of those kids that I've watched from eight, nine feet away. Uh, good dude, you know, every time he sees me, he always has a smile. Um, yeah, he'd be, from both every standpoint, a uh, type of kid that Miami need, would need to get on, especially in the 2014 class
0: another one, there's a lot of competition for uh, athlete, but maybe could play defensive end. King Joseph Edwards, who's in Georgia, I know, of course, Georgia recruiting him very hard, but he he seems interested in Miami. And apparently Jason Taylor has been one of the leading <laughs> members of Miami's push for him. So blue, what position do you think uh, King Joseph is going to end up playing at the college level? And where do you think Miami stands with him?
1: Well, I was going to say, is that, is that any, any uh, surprise to you that Jason Taylor uh, would be uh, the guy who's at the center of this uh, deal? Because I, and I've said this all along. I mean, Jason Taylor is so valuable. I mean, not. Yeah. I mean, you could you could look at a lot of guys who have worn worn the Hall of Fame jacket and say, oh, yeah, they were great. But how much of a high school college influence would they be? Were they too big for the game? Well, you know, I mean, and Pete Rose said this a long time ago. He goes, I don't expect you to play like I played, but you know what? Give the effort, maximize your ability, and that's what Jason Taylor's been about. He looks at a kid like this, King Edward Joseph, is another type of guy who's uh, athletic, a uh, quick, a uh, quick guy off the ball, and maybe lacks overall technique. But how many times am I going to share the Nick Benito story? How many times mm-hmm. am I going to, uh, you know, tell you how Nick Benito went, uh, you know, from university school, and went to St. Thomas in just three games? Uh, with Jason Taylor's tutelage turned out to be one of the best in the state, one of the best in the country, went to Oklahoma with the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, having a guy like that, uh, like I said, you get him aboard, and um, Jason Taylor's going to sell a lot of guys. Don't sell him what he means to this team. He's going to get out there, and 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 everybody says, oh, he's not going to be good on the road. Come on. Come on, I watched that guy bleed, uh, you know, St. Thomas uh, colors for three, four years, Uh, you know, just showing what he could do and and how he he called defenses and gotten kids faces. And, you know, I mean, he's he's not Jason Taylor to a lot of these guys. He's a coach. And that's that's important.
0: I love it. Make sure you guys follow Blue on Twitter at Larry Bluestein, Make sure you follow me at Alex Dono and follow our show at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back and we'll do another Q&A episode at some point within the next week. Blue, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Anytime, Alex. Thank you. Thank everyone so much for watching and listening. Remember, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google, wherever you get your pods and available free on YouTube. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button and subscribe to our channels. We'll talk to you next time on another episode of Lock on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.